Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. You're listening to Kentuckiana's ESPN 680, WHBE Newburgh and 1057 WHBE FM Eminence Frankfurt. More V-Show with Bob Valvano is now, right here, on ESPN 680 and 105.7. People, uh, and is pretty nice, actually. Another decent city, which is an interesting city. They have, uh, the Hotel Syracuse, I think they got, I don't know, either they, they um, got a facsimile or they got the real thing. They used to play in the NBA. Syracuse had an NBA team. If I were to ask you which team Syracuse would be following that's still in the NBA based on the history, which team would it be? You won't know. I mean, I don't expect you to know. Wait, so like like what team did mm-hmm. the Syracuse, who's a become? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Two moves removed, though. That's why you won't know. Two moves. The Lakers. No. That's the Minneapolis Lakers. That's yeah, I know. Call Lakers. I know, but I'm wondering, <clears throat> did they go from Syracuse to Minneapolis? No, they went from Syracuse, <clears throat> excuse me, to Philadelphia. Became the Philadelphia Warriors. Well, and then they moved to Golden State. Became San Francisco Warriors and then the Golden State Warriors. So that's their roots, though, are in Syracuse. Uh, and they, they were good. They had good teams. And they, they played in, you know, like a lot of the old NBA arenas, like convention centers. I forget where the building was, War Memorial, what, whatever it was called. But this bar, O'Shaughnessy's, I think it's called, has, I think it's the actual, the center circle from the old court hanging on the wall. You know, the wood, you know. and they've got, Really? Yeah, and the floor of the bar is wood from the court, I think. That's not, pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool looking. And it's got, it's got great, great. I love that kind of stuff. Like if you go to uh, Sport and Social Club downtown, they have all those pictures on the wall of, you know, uh, bowling tournaments and Bill Russell against Will Chamberlain and uh, the Andy Varapapa. Yeah, Andy Varapapa and the bowling tournament. And I love that kind of stuff. I'd love to have a room filled with old pictures like that. Uh, this is I don't know much of the history, but this is you know reminiscent of I love I love that about about Louisville. I look at pictures of downtown Louisville and it was thriving, man. I mean it was bopping. It was just going with streetcars and traffic and shops and everything. Um and Syracuse has that too. And especially back then the NBA was a bit pretty you know, their team was good. It was a pretty big deal. Let's see how we're doing for time. We got no minutes to post, so they're making their way to the gate. You're gonna play it from there? I hate when you do because then yeah. I, I'm so far behind you. I well, can we sync it up? Like, you know, you pause it and then... You'd have to pause your like thing. Right now, number seven, key trainer. Oh, wait, no, that's just the... That's the angle. That's not the name of the horse. Pick five at Goldstream. Next. See, that's from my broadcast. Well, see, I, I haven't got that yet. No, you're ahead of me. Trust me. You've worked, oh, okay. You had that a long time ago. You're almost a minute ahead of me on that thing. Stinks. 
Hate that. So, so the, the one horse, the clocker special, <laughs> takes on number two, the key trainer. Number one is three to one, two is eleven to one, three scratched, four is three to one, five is now back again as the co favorite at five to two, six is scratched, seven at five to two also, and the eight is seven to one. Four, according to Nick's picks, uh, is the top pick. Yeah, well, that's what they said on on the on the uh, the tr- clock trackmaster or clockmaster, they always called the trackmaster. Uh, they say this about the eight horse that is exiting a key race. What's that mean? Means he's leaving as soon as this race is over. He's exiting. He's flying. He's, he's going just, on vacation. He's, he's just he's going he's to done. Puerto Rico. They're they're heading onto the grass, the turf. Hmm. Number five horse, which he's like the only horse that doesn't have something next to his name. Uh oh, that could be a signal the to the betters. Are approaching the starting gate. He is One the co-favorite. The pick but... five pool approaching two hundred fifteen thousand. All right, now now you just heard what your guy said, right? Right. Now wait till you, when it comes up on my phone. Watch right, how here, much I'm later. Setting it is. a timer. This gives you an idea how far behind it is. He still hasn't even said it. Ready? Say it. Coming up soon. Here we go. No, it's going to be a while. The horses See? are approaching the starting gate. One minute to the late pick five. Pool that is what, 20 seconds after you? Yeah, about. about. Stinks. But anyway. Uh, NBA draft deadline, uh, trade deadline day. We'll get to some of those deals in a bit as well. Um, Thunder got Gordon Hayward. Hmm. The horses are at the gate. It's now post time. It is now post time. Dozen signed on to go one mile over the turf to start today's late pick five. They are beautiful to watch run, aren't they? They really are. See, you and I are very strange. We've established that with the listeners, the regular listeners. Right. The guy just tuned in. He said, these two guys are weird as hell. Which, okay, you got a acquired taste. But, like, I often think about, like, being a four-legged creature like this and not having hands. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that's why they use their teeth so much. Cause right. They can't, just about ready is burning turf. grab we'll the outside. Burning turf. <laughs> And the late pick five. They're in the gate. Good luck, everybody. Four three seven nine six eight UPS Jabs text line. Get those picks Fire in. Fire off and running. From the rail, Stat was away alertly and reaches out to challenge for the lead on the outside burning turf. And Deer District works between horses. Yay, Deer District. The ground is Legacy Isle in the pink colors. Fourth at the rail ahead of Ramsey Solution. The early trailer is Sharar. It's a turf race on a mile. Does it this first furlong doesn't even matter. Zayas and Stat there by a length. Second is Deer District. Burnin' Turf backs off the race in third. Legacy Isle is at the rail fourth. Followed fifth by Ramsey Solution, and Sherrar is allowed to settle at the back of the field, last of the half dozen through an opening quarter in 22-2. and two. It's Stat going into the backstretch, trying to back it down mid-race. He's a half-length better than Deer District, who's in a flanking position second. Three wide is Burnin' Turf. He's now third. Legacy Isle is at the rail fourth. Racing in fifth while working between horses is Ramsey Solution, and at the back is Sherrar. They went to half and 46-2 and two as they make their way to the far turn. Stat has been in control from the outset and still has the lead. Deer District second. At the rail legacy. Stalk him, Javier. On his outside. Sherrar is toward the back of the field with Ramsey Solution as they round the far turn. With the advantage at Stat, Deer District is out after him second. Burning Turf is next, hooking four wide as Ramsey Solution. Uh-oh. Running home from the back, but in traffic, Sherrar, they're at the top of the stretch. Zayas goes to work on Stat. He needs an eighth of a mile more. He's two Who's on top horse? with Deer District. Deer District. Second. Sherrar working to the clear. He's now third. On, they come five, past the 16th up. pole, and Stat is still there. Stat is clear. Stat goes gate to wire. Second, Sherrar. Third, Deer District. Fourth is Burning Turf. Then Ramsey Solution, 132 flat. Freaking Javier. <laughs> oh, my. So the one wire to wire. And how about that? How about that, Mikey? should tell Drew that you hate Javier Castellano now. Too. Yeah, but now he's friends with him again. So it does me no good. I don't have an ally there. Um, wow. There was only one picker of one. So good for you, my friend. And that's two haircuts worth because it was seven to two. So uh, find him and send him the info and get him a, a nice 
surprise. Good for you. A lot of entries, but uh, only one on the one. How about that? How about that? Only one pick. Yeah, right? Out of all those. Well, good for you. All right. Um, my comment about seeing the old pictures of downtown Louisville says they haven't incentivized people to go downtown like Nashville. It's because of our local government. Well, people always want to. Uh, write some policy to incentivize people, businesses to go downtown, build a grocery store. I will say this. For a very short time while I was wandering in the wilderness of being separated, um, I had an apartment downtown hoping because I was, yeah, I wanted to see what it was like to live downtown. And and he's right, though. Every other place I go, I I will say this, and I'm not, I don't, I'm not in the meetings, so I don't know how or why, and I'm not a anti- uh, Democrat, anti-Republican, anti-anybody. I'm just an observer. Um, you know, I, real, I realize it costs money to do it. But, like, when you go to, to New York, you always love New York again. But it's true. You can't swing a dead cat without hitting a cop. And you can say, well, I'm not a big fan of the police. Well, that's your business. But I feel a whole hell of a lot safer, you know, when I see them around everywhere. There's, there's police presence. You don't see much. I don't see much when I'm downtown. I really don't. And um, he's right. There is you can't just walk to a little grocery store. I mean, even in New York City, there's oh, the bodegas. Are oh awesome. my God, there's ten million of them. They're all you know, fresh fruit, fresh vegetables. There's uh, yeah. I mean, it's all that stuff, and um, it is a shame because I love that. I mean, Indy's done it. You know, they've all done it. We just we don't seem to. I shouldn't say that. We're getting better. There's you know, hell, you're going to work tonight at a place downtown, Lulu. right? Yeah, Lulu. yeah. So uh, Lulu on market in Lulu. A lot of Lulu's going on there. Well, there is. There's a nice. Uh, yeah. There, yeah. There, there's some good spots that are uh, popping up over there. We've been over there for about a year and change. Uh, the artist formerly known as Decca, that place. Uh, really? Uh, man, we got good Cajun food. God, we got good food. We really do. Good. Got to come by and see us. There's a cool cocktail bar that just opened across the street, too, called Seven. From what I've heard, no, oh, in honor of that scene in Friends. Yeah, you just got to go in there and and borderline have an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> and sh- that's the only way to see their small plates menu. It's very weird, very avant garde, very very bold, bold strategy there, Cotton. So um, anyway, there's that. Um, uh, people, uh, let's go take a. We said we're going to do, let's deliver on what we know so far, and then we'll get back to the game if you want to get into that because some more text coming in about the basketball. We game. got Mike Tanier coming on. Oh, I forgot about two twenty. So. Yeah, so we're not going to do that now. Yeah. But I can give you a quick update on what's going on in the NBA trade deadline. Here are the trades of the day so far. Um, let's see what we got here. We already mentioned the Knicks and the Pistons, a six-player deal. The Knicks got Bojan Bogdanovic and Alec Burks. The Pistons got Evan Fournier, Malachi Flynn, who had been playing for the Knicks. Quentin Grimes, who had been playing for the Knicks. Ryan Archie Diacono, who had not been playing that much. And two second-round picks. The Knicks grade gets an A. A lot to like about this deal from the Knicks' perspective. Having gone 16-3 and since the OG Ananobi trade, they've moved into a crowded race for the second seed in the East. The winner of that competition will have a more favorable first-round matchup from a team from the play-in tournament as well as home court advantage. Uh, I feel bad. Ananobi got hurt now, um, and Randall's still out. But uh, the Knicks uh, and sacrifice some of their guard depth and second-unit scoring punch. Enter Burks, who's been one of the NBA's better reserves this season amidst Detroit's struggles. So that's a good deal for the Knicks. So yay. Uh, Pistons got a C-plus out of this deal on that trade grade. The Timberwolves got Monte Morris. from The Pistons are cleaning house, basically. They traded uh, – the Timberwolves got Monte Morris from the Pistons for Shake Milton and Troy Brown. Timberwolves got an A for that deal, and the Pistons get a B-plus, so that was one that might help both teams. Celts get Xavier Tillman from the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies uh, got picks. Celtics got an A. What do you get the team that has everything? The Celtics are the title favorites at ESPN Bet for good reason. They have the best record. Top three offense and defense. They have an airtight eight-man rotation. Uh, but they had some injuries. Chris Stapps, Porzingis and Al Horford have combined to miss 23 games. So they uh, got themselves Tillman. So now they 
get a little reinforcements there. The, the Grizz get a C-plus for that trade. Pistons again. Uh, the Pistons got Simone Fontecchio. And uh, Kentucky's former player, Kevin Knox, is on the move. He goes to Utah. Uh, Pistons get a C for that deal. Utah gets a B plus. Uh, so there we go. Um, what does it say? I'm trying to see what it says about uh, Knox here. It doesn't say much about him, just that those are the grades. Uh, Victor Oladipo on the move. The Grizz got Victor Oladipo. These are going back a few days, by the way. This is all leading up to the deadline. The Grizz sent the big fella, Stephen Adams, to the Rockets for Oladipo and a pick. The Grizz get a B-minus for the deal, and uh, Houston gets a B-plus for the deal. Uh, a trade like this one was why the Rockets were reluctant to waive guard Kevin Porter Jr. after his arrest last September. Um, instead, Houston traded Porter's contract to the Oklahoma City Thunder in October, who immediately waived him in exchange for Oladipo. That's why a lot of these deals are made. Teams trade for expiring contracts just to get people off the books. So anything else go down today? Some of these other deals are going back before February 1st. We don't want to go back that far. Um, what else happened here? Let's see if we got some some things that went down today. Trade deadline is one hour and 39 minutes away. Uh, Gordon Hayward uh, making his move. Uh, where did Hayward go? Do we know? Uh, I just read it, and I forgot. But I do know that Dennis Schroeder and Spencer Dinwiddie are basically going going to um, trade spots. As uh, Man, oh, man, it's a, it's a busy day today. Good Lord. Dennis Schroeder's heading to the Nets, and uh, they're also getting, um, I think, Thaddeus Young. Um, and Spencer Dinwiddie is heading to Toronto. Man, oh, man, this is... You know, this is like playing Stratomatic here, just taking cards out of one deck, putting them in another one. Patrick Beverly going to the Bucks. The Sixers got Cameron Payne, no relation to Kenny. Dallas Mavericks got P.J. Washington in exchange for Grant Williams, who went to the Hornets, and Seth Curry, and a first-round pick. The Nets, as you mentioned, uh, sent Spencer Dinwiddie to the Raptors. The Nets got Dennis Schroeder and Thaddeus Young, which I believe is what you said. We mentioned the Nick deal. They also traded Royce O'Neal in that deal. The Nets did. Gordon Hayward goes to the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Hornets get a whole crap ton of people. Trey Mann, Vasily Michik, Davis Bertrands. Bertrands, excuse me. Um, so I think the, most of the other deals. Buddy Heald. I like Buddy Heald. The Pacers uh, sent him to Philadelphia. Philadelphia gets Buddy Heald. And the Pacers got Marcus Morris Sr. And three second-round picks. And Furkan Korkmaz. Uh, Kelly Olenek on the move to Toronto with Ochai Agbaji, who was a terrific player at Kansas. Utah gets Otto Porter Jr. and Kira Lewis. These are all deals that just went down today. So, man, oh, man. It's been, and we're not done yet. Still got an hour and a half. So I, I'm going to bet you the mortgage. There's at least one more significant deal that comes up. So we got that going on. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back, and then we'll – right, we're taking a break. You want to take a break? We're going to talk to him right now. We're going to talk right now. Uh, about the Super Bowl here. So we'll have uh, some some Super Bowl discussion with Mike Tanier, who's going to join us. He's been a guest of ours before. We like talking to him and uh, see what he's got to say about uh, this uh, upcoming game. You going, to, you going to a party, by the way? Are you going to watch it as a Super Bowl party? Does anybody ever just watch it in their room? In Jeanette, their house? Jeanette and I did last year. And loved it. It was the first time we hadn't gone to a Super Bowl party in, in our relationship. And the first time I hadn't gone to a Super Bowl party in probably about eight years. And watched it last night, just the two, or last year, just the two of us loved it. This year, we are going to go to a smaller get-together. See, the problem with me is I actually like to watch the game. and Oh, it's impossible to watch in it. In a party, half the people there could give rats ass. No, I, I went to a, we went to one time with it, and there were, and this isn't meant to be sexist, the four girls were chatting the entire yeah, game. Yeah, absolutely. And I, we weren't able no. to like hear half the game. I'm going to guess that our next guest will pay attention to the game, but I don't know that. Let's ask him. Uh, Mike Tanier joining us. Mike, somebody who makes your living in this business, do you go to a – are you in a studio somewhere? Are you going to a party? Or where do you watch this particular tilt? Or are you at the game? What's, what's your schedule? Well, let's see. For the last 
10 years or so, uh, I've either been at the game, which of course is a blessing to be able to do, or I covered it during the week and then was sent home because I didn't have to write a game story specifically, which often happens, at which point I usually work from the desk office at, out of the house. Now, this year is a little different. My, uh, you know, my employer went out of business last week. Whoops. Uh, so, <laughs> so, uh, I will be, I will be here in the home office. Uh, you know, talking to some friends on on uh, on Discord and things like that, and plotting my next move. But I'll tell you this: I've not been to a Super Bowl party in about twenty years, and uh, frankly, I don't miss those. I would I would rather be quietly working here in the here in the home office uh, than dealing with some of the things you guys were just talked about. So you are now uh, editor and founder of Two Z- Two Deep Zone T O O, not T W O Two. T.O.O. Too Deep Zone. You formerly worked for Football Outsiders, the New York Times, the Bleacher Report. But I, I hate to ask sensitive questions, but who went? The Messenger go under? Is that what happened? The Messenger went under last week relatively suddenly, as in uh, me and the NFL team were like planning our Super Bowl trip. And we wow. were talking about who picks up the credentials and who covers the 49ers and who covers the Chiefs and who's supposed to be here at what time. And the news came across that we were going out of business, and we were all like, well, that means that we'll go out of business on February 15th or something. And by the end of the meeting, the, the Slack channel was turned off, so we were out of business, out of business. So, yes, well, uh, the messenger went under, and so I have started, like I said, the Two Deep Zone, which is a sub-stack uh, where you can come, become a subscriber, and get lots and lots of NFL content, uh, some of it for free and some of it for a low, low price. I I, I hope you don't mind, because I'm I'm sorry for you, and I'm sure you're going to be fine, as talented as you are. But i got to ask you, because I'm sorry to laugh, but my understanding is the NFL (laughs) yanked all your credentials. I saw saw what you tweeted. It said, the NFL rescinded Mike Tenier's credentials, leaving him up the creek for his expenses. (laughs) So not only did you lost your credential, but now you're out of pocket for all this stuff. Yikes. That's exactly it. Because again, we were credentialed. I was out of pocket for my flight. I was out of pocket for my uh, oh, for my man. hotel room. And, and one of our younger writers at the Messenger is like, "Hey, you know what? I live in Los Angeles, and I got a buddy who's, who lives in Vegas. And you know what I'll do? I'll go out there for cheap, right? You can drive there. You can stay on the, his buddy's couch, etc. And you know, I'll go cover some events and like try to make money." They rescinded our credentials on Friday night of last week, and if they were gone any later, there was a slim chance I might have been on a plane out to Vegas and landed and discovered that you know you can't you can't. Do- Without a credential, you can't do media row, you can't interview a player, you can't do opening night, you couldn't do anything. Oh my God, that's yeah, unbelievable. That, that was the level, level we were operating at, so I, I would have been probably another $1,000 with all the meals and lifts and Ubers and things out of pocket, so at least at least I had like about 36 hours notice before getting on a plane, otherwise I'd be out there like playing slots. What? <laughs> Joining us now, Mike Tanier from the Slots Lounge at Caesars. Mike, how's it going for you? Oh, man. Wow. Well, you've done all this prep work on it, so let's not let it go to waste. Let's tap into what you think. What what are we looking at in this game? The the Chiefs, uh, it's a very small uh, point separation in the betting line. Are you expecting a very competitive game? What are you looking at? Very competitive game, and I was going over it with some of the guys like Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders. It's hard to find a margin when you're talking about it from a gambling standpoint. It is a, a close game, and the 49ers are very small favorites for a reason, because if you look over the breadth of the entire regular season, the 49ers are the better team. So if you go back, back to October, November, certainly, there was a long time where we were talking about what's wrong with the Chiefs. Is this going to get better? Why don't they look like the regular Chiefs? And during that time, the, the 49ers were mostly just pummeling everybody in sight. In the last couple of weeks, that's really that gap has really closed. If you look at the 49ers in the playoffs, uh, you can see, okay, there's, a, there's some chinks in their armor a little bit. You know, Brock Purdy's limitations do come out against better opponents. The defense isn't quite as dominant as you might have thought it was during the season. While at the same time, you have the Chiefs saying, hey, we, we have figured some things out on offense. Our defense is better than usual. The, the playoff experience seems to come to light that all these guys who've been in you know, Super Bowls consistently for the last five years, and it makes it very tough to prognosticate. I still think the 49ers are the somewhat better team, but not this overwhelming favorite where I'm like, you know, putting money down and, and pounding the table and saying, go for it. Well, by the way, I'm sorry. I'm listening to what you're saying, but I also... I'm uh, and I'm subscribing to your your two, oh, thank two deep you. zone. So yeah, just saw that. Thank you very much. Two deep zone listeners. Two deep zone. Come subscribe. Help me out. Help, and help yourself out. It's gonna be a lot of fun content during the off season. 
Well, I, I just, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but I did not know about any of this, so I'm late to the party and I'm reading it. I mean, everything, it's everything, I mean, as a guy who's done his share of writing, and I take very mm-hmm. seriously, they just wiped out everything you've written, it's all disappears. Like, it's like in, in 1984 when they, you know, they erase people. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Everything has vanished. Everything. Not not just me. We have like two hundred and some writers writing about news, politics, entertainment, uh, fashion. I think there was probably a fashion section. Everything's gone. And this is a company, folks. If you want to really see a a story of just like like stunning story uh, of just malfeasance in terms of the media, you know, Google the messenger and find out what went wrong. There are dozens of articles out there. Company blew through fifty million dollars. Good God! In about eight or nine months. You know, a big office near the World Trade uh, Plaza in New York City that was empty most of the time. We all work remote. It's the 21st century. And, you know, guys at the top of the org chart making $900,000 and getting involved in scandals and brouhaha's. It's really a terrifying story. And, hey, I was just... I was just working from my home office, writing stories about Belichick, getting a little paycheck, (laughs) trying to mind my own business. I, I don't know... I don't know any of the really sort of details, but I do know, yeah, they went up in the dead of night, everything disappeared, and I'm paying for a, a hotel room in the Excalibur right now while I'm talking to you from Camden County, New Jersey. That is really, I, I, all kidding aside, <laughs> I'm very sorry, that's very sad, I hate, I hate that. But I also know, if I'm you, there's no way I'm giving my MacBook back. I mean, I'd keep that bad boy. <laughs> I, I think I wrote a little story in the defector. I've, I've been had so many MacBooks that I have gotten and had to give back, gotten and had to give back. I think the secret right now is I don't know where it is. It could be anywhere. I, I work from my desk PC. I don't work from a MacBook, so it's it's in my room somewhere. I, you know, if they knock on the door, the repo man comes. I'll go hunting for it. <laughs> I'm putting that bad boy on eBay tomorrow. I'm getting something out of this deal. Gonna, I mean, because I'm going to guess the hotel rooms for the Super Bowl week probably not all that cheap for you. So I, you probably didn't get a thirty nine ninety nine special, I don't think. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Now, what's interesting, I was talking to some of my buddies, it's cheaper in Vegas for the ho- Super Bowl hotel than any place else in the world because they're Vegas hotels. Um, so if this had been even Phoenix last year where you can normally get a cheap hotel, I might be on the hook for as much as four grand. I'm not on, I'm not on the hook for four grand, let's put it that way. But what my buddies pointed out is that the food is super expensive. So luckily I w- didn't go out there because I would have been eating Cliff Bars uh, for the entire, <laughs> entire week. <laughs> And playing the slot machine to get the cocktail. That's how I would have been operating, just to try to get through the reason that I would Oh, my. Anyway, Mike Tanier is with us. Check out his uh, new uh, business uh, endeavor, Two Deep Zone, T-O-O, Two Deep Zone, formerly with Football Outsiders, the New York Times, the Messenger, Bleach Report, others, and does a great job covering football. Let's get back to the game itself. Yep. I, I am a terrible total better. Overs and unders. Uh, Neil Greenberg says he thinks this has the makings of a lower-scoring game. What say you? Yeah, I was actually going over this again with some of the analytics people. and The analytics are leaning over, but then when we talked about it, we like we were leaning under on it. So again, forty-seven point five—that's that's a reasonable number. You know, that's not like this shootout type of number. And you know, a lot of us are looking and saying this could be a game where both teams are running the ball a little more. Mm. When you're running the ball a little bit more, that slows down the number of possessions, and that really impacts the over/under. That's part of it. You also have one of these teams, the Forty ers where Kyle Shanahan will settle for field goals. Okay, that's not the best strategy against Patrick Mahomes, mind you, uh, because if you start selling for field goals, you're, you're likely to have a problem the other way. But the, the Niners have a defensive solution for that. And, you know, a team that's going to kick a few more field goals is going to go under. So yeah, that, that's where I lean. I, I lean the under in this game. And that's different. Last year, we looked at the analytics and we were saying over, over, over. And I was telling people, just take the over on shows like yours, take the over. And everyone who listened to me last year, I think by the middle of the third quarter, it was like, hey, we're good. We're good. We, we, mission accomplished. I, I, I can't give you that level of confidence this year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, just for fun, ESPN uh, Bet, which is uh, um, our, one of our sponsors and, and delighted to be affiliated okay. with them, they have a couple of interesting, like exclusive bets that I, I just think it's kind of fun to go through. And so I'm going to throw these at you and just give me your gut reaction. They're probably not things necessarily that you researched, but just from uh, what your, your knowledge would be. Here's one. Brock Purdy to record over 11.5 rushing yards and Patrick Mahomes to record over 26.5 rushing yards. You think the quarterbacks are scrambling around? What do you make of that? Oh, my goodness. And you have to get both. You have to hit both. Yeah, it's parlay. Yep. Yep. 
Right, right. Now, Purdy had this big scramble game in the championship game. It was really impressive, I think, and it kind of you know, helped elevate them in a very tough game. However, I'm trying to grab Purdy's rushing stats. Really he had, I, I can tell you, because we discussed this earlier in the week, that was an aberration. He's all, I don't think yeah. he's gone over 10 very often. He's gone like 9, 7, eight, you know, so uh, I think it's only one game in the last five he's been over that. So Only one game in the last five. A couple of games of 14, 14, 19, and 20. And then you had a 57, but that was one of the games where everybody was injured and it was silly time at the end and he was just sort of scrambling. What was the, what was the juice on that? Plus 260. Oh no, no, no. There's that's something where I would have gone in at around like plus twelve hundred or something. Like oh, okay. That. Not a plus, so not avo- a plus two sixty. Scratch that. Avoid scratch. that one. Here's an interesting yeah. one at plus six seventy five. But boy, you talk about Ooh. being specific. It, it's it's titled "Comeback Kids." Chiefs to lead at halftime, but San Francisco to win the game. Plus six seventy five. No, I don't. I don't love that. I don't love that. And, and the Forty Nineers have done a phenomenal job in the last couple of weeks. They've come back on a couple of opponents. In the playoffs, they don't look like a what you would call a great comeback team. Mm. A great comeback team. You want that super veteran quarterback who's going to go out there and drive down the field, et cetera. And, and the 49ers are a team that I think, you know, and Brock Purdy is a, a solid quarterback. People really get carried away with the system thing. They're a team that wants to stay balanced. They don't want to be down by 10 in the fourth quarter and say, okay, it's pass, 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 pass. So I would go the other way and say, what about 49ers leading in the first, in the first half? But she's coming back. But, I, but ah. you wouldn't get plus. You wouldn't get plus sixty seventy five on that. You get plus like two forty on that because of the reputation of Mahomes. True, that's a great point. Speaking of Mahomes, this is a lot of conditions here, but let's take a look at it anyway. Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy each to throw okay. over one and a half touchdown passes. I want to see the half a touchdown pass, by the way. One and a half <laughs> passing touchdowns and. Over two hundred and forty nine and a half passing yards. Are they both thrown for two fifty plus? I hate those because the team with the lead, particularly if it's forty niners, they can start running. Up. They start running. They yep. start running and, and addition it low and you, you wind up with the same Brock Purdy had a great game. You know, he threw two touchdowns and two hundred and forty three yards and you're stuck with it. You're stuck with it. That's why I hate it when it's like both quarterbacks have to go over a number there. Two forty nine isn't that bad. Uh, but I don't love it. By the way, I think the half touchdown is where Purdy bounces the ball off the defender and it floats in the air and Ayuk catches it. <laughs> that would be good if they would interpret it that way. That's Either a good that one. Or when Kadarius Tony lines up offside, so the greatest play in NFL history doesn't count. Yeah. That could also be there. That's touchdown. that's yeah. also true. That would be because yeah. the, 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 the sports book should count it that way. Here's a here's a plus five seventy five. So this is a pretty hefty number, but All my right. God, there's like nine. Uh, conditions here. In fact, I'm not even going to do that one. Uh, here's a simpler one. Christian McCaffrey to record over 149 and a half rushing plus receiving yards. It's plus 175. So not very long odds, but um, he can do that easily. Uh, what do you think? He can He can do that easily. And if you're thinking it's going to be that kind of game, you know, he's plus 450 for MVP. Ah, that's a great so point. He, so one way, like you look at all these things, it's like, I think pretty, uh, McCaffrey's have a great game. If he has a great game, and the, and the 49ers win, they're not going to give Purdy the MVP. I mean, we love Purdy. You know how the storyline is going to go. It's going to go to McCaffrey. So I would lean in that direction. But, you know, Aaron Schatz and I were talking, and he was pointing to there are some two total touchdown McCaffrey uh, plays where it's like rushing and receiving touchdowns over one and a half, and those are real high. You can look at those. You can parlay those. And you can create some kind of either parlay or just play a, a series of those and just kind of bank on – McCaffrey. And, and I think that's a good thing because the Chiefs' run defense is not very good. Perfect. The Chiefs' run defense is one of their best weaknesses, biggest weaknesses, and if you get that total yards from McCaffrey, you could wind up racking it up pretty quickly. Well, here's one you might want to throw in a parlay then. Travis Kelsey and Christian McCaffrey together combining for over two and a half touchdowns. I mean, by your scenario, McCaffrey could get two himself, Kelsey gets one, yeah. and you win that. It's plus 250. Yeah. Not bad. Again, I wish that if the odds were better, I'd like it. I don't. It's fine because I think that that's very hittable. Uh, but man, I would. Lo- I would love. They're really. Uh, no offense to your sponsor, but some of those uh, money lines, man, juice them a little bit. Juice them a little bit, folks. <laughs> give us some. More, give us some more meat on the bone, and we'll put a little more money in there. Uh, uh, Neil Greenberg gave me an interesting one, which I actually have played. I said I'll take a yeah. swipe at this one. It is. Uh, that the Kansas City Chiefs at plus three twenty, their first offensive possession will be a field goal attempt. 
They have a history of doing that this year, I'm told. Ooh, I kind of like that. Yeah, plus 320. I also also like an early game prop. I just love them. Oh, do you? Give me like I, I often play first quarter props. I'm sort of a, I'm sort of known for like uh, the first quarter over. Well, here's and one. Stuff like that. This is too okay. fast though, uh, but it's okay. plus twelve hundred. So that's you know you can tell it's a long shot. A touchdown okay. will be scored in the first two minutes of the game. Plus twelve hundred. Ooh, ooh. At plus twelve, it's fun if you want. If you got five dollars burning a hole in your pocket, do it because it's fun. But man, two minutes is fast. Uh, you know, we're not in the era of kick return touchdowns anymore. The True. kick returns are probably not going to be returned by either team. Um, and, and you have, like, obviously it's the Super Bowl. You have two solid enough defenses that try to give up the big play. That's risky. I, if you like that, I mean, if you love it, do it because it's plus 1,200. Think in terms of the first quarter over. And, and, again, that one also plays the opposite of the one you were saying, where the Chiefs, Chiefs' first drive is a field goal. I kind of like that because I, I can definitely see a lot of scenarios where that plays out. My mic was off there. Now I'm back. Okay, good. Here's one. Golden Gate reception. This is pretty short price, but I think I, this, I would play this. Debo Samuel and George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey each to get over one and a half receptions. Ooh, how much? Uh, plus 125. Plus 125 again. Yeah, I, I love it. So oh, they're all going to get two catches. They're all going to get two catches. They're all going to get two catches. Yeah, yeah. We, we were... Joking about the situation for Brock Purdy to win MVP, he wins MVP if every single one of those guys, like each, gets like four catches. Yeah, right. So that none of them can be named the MVP because they're all equal. And it's like, well, we guess we have no choice but to give it to the quarterback who went out there and distributed the ball so well. Um, but yeah, one and a half each. Yeah, let's do that for plus one twenty-five. All right, last one. Uh, you can bet on not the player, but what position wins the Super Bowl MVP? Needless to say, the quarterback is minus two seventy-five. But yeah. the running back, fullback, plus four hundred; tight end, plus mm-hmm. eleven hundred; wide receiver, plus fourteen hundred; Taylor Swift, plus three thousand. No, I just made that one up. But <laughs> what do you think? Uh, well, tight end is around plus eight hundred, right? Plus eleven hundred. Plus eleven hundred. It's interesting and tasty. There's never been a tight end. Win, uh, win MVP. Uh, the closest one, I think, Gronk had a had a, a game a couple of years back where he probably should have got it and they gave it to Brady. Right. Because I mean, you get Kelsey, you get Kittle. If Kittle can have this ma- massive game, that's pretty good. So I would take that. Again, the reason why I wouldn't take the running back is because you can get McCaffrey at plus 450. Why, why are you throwing Pacheco into the, the mix here and right. then, like losing your odds when like it's probably, if, if it's a running back scenario, it's probably going to be McCaffrey. Great point. My friend, great point. Hey, I enjoy. So your 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 stone cold pick is what? Before I let you go, what do you got? The stone cold pick is going to be. I, I'm actually going to go with the Chiefs, even though I'm leading 49ers, because I want the points. I want the money line, and I'm leaning under. Leaning under. Okay, good. Sounds like a. I, I kind of like that. I think that. I think the Chiefs are going to win too. I just. I, I think Brock Purdy's a good player and going to have a great career, but I don't think Mahomes is done yet. I just don't think. I think that they have been. They played like I've seen in other sports for the defending champions during the regular season. They bounce. This is not uncommon. You bounce around. You're up. You're down. You're this. But when the the, the chips are down, they seemingly will, will step up. But they could also lose fifty two to nothing, and then we'll all talk about it next week. So, right, right. all right, brother. It's good to talk to you. Good luck to you, and keep that MacBook, my friend. Thanks. <laughs> I will take care and enjoy the game. Uh, you too. Bye bye. Uh, good talking. I did not know about the messenger. I didn't even know they went away. I didn't either. I missed that. So. That is good. What, a, what an interesting, sad story. Um, so anyway, his, his son made a meme out of him. There's a meme where it's like there's like three doors and the the Grim Reaper is just going into each door and he leaves like a trail of blood. It sounds way more graphic than it is. It's not. But it's just it's typically just like people will use it for like playoff runs. You know, like if a team goes on a playoff run, um, one team like their logo will be the Grim Reaper and each of the teams they beat will be one of the doors they go into. Well, his son made a meme, and it's Mike Tinier who has a big bushy beard. On, oh, I did on, see that. I saw that. And it's him just going into football, outsiders, the messenger, and just leaving trails of blood. Everywhere. Yeah, I saw that. It was, like, it was pretty funny, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, this texter's mad for no reason. The ACC is such a joke. How is every single championship site in North Carolina? 
we have to get out of this trash-ass conference. Basketball's in Washington, D.C. It's been in New York. And one of the reasons they put the championship in North Carolina is because they're outdoor championships, and the weather is generally mild there, but it's also kind of a central location for the teams coming from the north and the central part of the country and the, the south. So the Florida teams come a little north. Boston College comes south. Yeah, but the rest of them, and, and they have facilities to do it. Uh, that and the fact that, frankly, you're, you can bid on whatever you want. So, I mean, if any of the other schools want to get in on it, all they got to do is put a bid in and they could get it. So, uh, yeah, but I don't, you know, that's, uh, so there you go. So if you want to get out. But now having said that, you may not have a choice. And, and before, you know, be careful what you wish for. Because if Florida State pulls the plug on this and goes away, which they seemingly are determined to do, it's going to open the floodgate for um, uh, NC State and uh, North Carolina and possibly Virginia and Virginia Tech. And, uh, and, the, and the ACC will be the Pac-2. And so Louisville will be competing in the Mountain West. I mean, think, before you get too excited about it, think about Washington State and Oregon State. They have the rights to the name. Yay! They won the rights to keep the Pac-12 name, and it's just the two of them. And I don't know what will happen here. I really don't because they'll be – and I don't know how big some of the leagues can get, but the, the SEC would definitely want some. The Big Ten would probably want a couple. The Big 12, to their credit – and they deserve credit because they were the ones that were being talked about as getting left in the dust. And uh, they are, they uh, have now got a footprint that they're, they're intending to go coast to coast. That's they not apologizing for it. So they would take a couple. So what are you, you going to do here? Where, where do you think you're going to go? I don't know why everybody's so down on it. Other than another guy says, ask coast conference. What are you? Why is everybody why, Ask Coast Conference? Why is everybody so down on it? I don't. I don't get it. I mean, I really don't. I mean, I, I granted, I have a, you know, it's kind of like the old Big East that I when when Louisville was, was trying to figure out what the hell was going to happen and they didn't know where they were going to wind up. They were trying to get into the Big Twelve and the Big Twelve wouldn't have them. And you know, Rick was lobbying to stay in the Big East, and I guess Jurich was. They were working that by this, by the way, it's a design kind of good cop bad cop thing. So, uh, but, you know, the Big East was great, but obviously it was not a home for football, so they had to find some other place to go. But, uh, you know, I just hope that they adopt what the Big East is on the forefront of, which is a, basically a sports-specific con- con- uh, uh, conference. They were created, the league was created, uh, the league was created largely because of basketball, and... Uh, uh, yeah, did you see? No, the I know. I, 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 I see it. It's, it says that the the it's basically the Greensboro like conference. Like every, every championship is going to be held in Greensboro. Yeah, they, they, they're championship. But you know, you do, would you like to know why? Money, because they lose their minds with ex- enthusiasm over it in uh, in that part of the country. When you when we had the champ, I'm really interested. It's going to be in D.C. Um, this year, and and I was curious because when we had it in Atlanta one year, it was like they didn't even know we were there, and that's Georgia Tech's home ground. They were trying to move it around so they could be with the teams that uh, that you know somewhere near where they they um, they have a home base. So they had it in Atlanta, and you didn't even know we were there. And that was after a couple of years we went to Greensboro, and I even said that when we were down there that uh, you know it's it's not a big metropolitan city at all greensboro is a very small city but my god did they lose them you couldn't you couldn't go to a store without people talking about the games and talking about who was playing and who's on this afternoon just see the game last night i don't know i liked that I, I, i'm just saying i liked it don't at me you know it's it's Bayheim hated it because it is you know ding 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 you know that kind of thing compared to playing in Madison Square Garden but it was they loved it the the people were jazzed up so I think that they are Drew Diener sent me this and what the text is alluding to is they're putting all the championships there swimming and diving is in Greensboro for five years women's golf men's and women's lacrosse is in Charlotte. Uh, but again, uh, uh, but again, all right. The outdoor sports, 
That is that is to some degree they they have to be climate they have to consider climate. You could go to Florida. They had the men's baseball was in Florida, um, but now they're going to play at Charlotte and in Durham. Charlotte in Truist Field, Durham where the Durham Bulls play. They're beautiful facilities, but yeah, the baseball championship is in in North Carolina for from twenty twenty four to twenty twenty nine. Where would you like them to go? Is what I would ask the texter. Do you want them to come here? New York. You want to play baseball in New York? Basketball. Kidding. Yeah, well, the basketball is in Charlotte and Greensboro. But um, I am surprised at that, to be honest with you, um, to be candid. There was there was resentment that they pulled it out of Greensboro. Uh, I, I'm not sure what this means, actually. There's, there's more meaning to this than meets the eye. Um, because are they trying to limit expenses? <laughs> I don't – I mean, because – I mean, I remember Bob Harris, who was a longtime play-by-play voice of um, Duke, was really pissed off that they they announced they uh, frankly like Greensboro was over. They weren't going back to Greensboro. They were going to all NBA arenas. They were going to go to Charlotte and DC and Atlanta and the Barclays Center in New York. And now five straight years. We're going there. So I don't think it's an indication the league is sucky or why the guy's mad. I mean, frankly, travel to North Carolina is probably easier than New York, isn't it? Yeah, probably. So, But but I don't understand it. I mean, what? Um, because, because even if you're trying to set up some sort of a preemptive strike that when everybody, when they turn the lights on and the roaches all scatter, the teams that are going to leave are going to be North Carolina teams. North Carolina is going to leave. NC State's going to leave. And there's nobody else in <laughs> Wake Forest. You, you you think they definitely would? Oh yeah, they're both going to go. When the door opens, they'll both be out the door. NC State. I, I mean, I don't get it. I don't well, get NC anything. State's, NC State. I mean, because uh, I'm looking at it through a football prism. NC State is has been one of the has has had some decent success in football. Carolina's got Mac Brown. They were ranked last year. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like over the the course of like this century. Um, well, Carolina's probably been as good as NC State has. I don't know. I think NC State's been consistently better. I think Carolina's ceiling um, has been as high as NC State, but I feel like NC State's a little bit more perennially off the top of my head. I feel like NC State's been ranked more. Uh, let's see. We go to Wikipedia and we do. The I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of some dra- uh, people who have been drafted from Carolina in the NFL. History? want that oh maybe this will show us their record here come on show us their damn record you little blanky blank I, do we want to know how good they were in 1889 i can tell you no that. no no i mean I, i'm not i don't think that's super relevant might be interesting but you know not 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 super relevant i always thought it was interesting that there was denny crumb here and dick crumb there dick crumb was the football coach there really yeah no, no relation no a lot of crumbs. Where is this season by season, you bastard? How do they not have that? I don't know. I mean, I just... Oh, here it is. NC Finally. State's had what? Mario Mac Williams, Brown, Bradley Chubb. Mac Brown, the first time he was there was 69 and 46. Let's go back 30 years or so. That would be 1990. What would that be? 1994. Mac Brown left in 97. He won 59% of his games. Carl Torbush came in, 48%. John Bunting, 37%. Butch Davis, 34%. Everett Withers, there for one year, 53%. Larry Fedora, 51%. Mac Brown has come back, 57%. Okay, so... Oh, Philip Rivers, what a dumbass. Completely well, forgot about he that. He didn't coach there. No, I'm saying NC State. I'm, try, I'm trying to... I'm, I'm thinking of NFL guys. Okay. I, I can't even think of anybody from UNC off the top of my head. So I'm, gonna, I'm looking that up. I knew the other ones from NC State. Lawrence but. Taylor. He was pretty good at football. Yeah. Didn't he go there? What did you say, Max Julius Peppers? Oh, yeah, yeah, LT, yeah, yeah. I said LT. No, I, yeah, no, but he yeah, he, he can't hear you because the mic's on. Oh, Mitch Trubisky, yeah, that's. All right, here we go. Here's their head coaches, just since 98. Chaz Surratt. Mike, o- Mike O'Kane, 150. Yeah, you know what? I will grant you. There hasn't been a losing coach at NC State since 1985. 
Dick Sheridan, 1986, won 63% of his games. Mike O'Kane, 51%. Chuck Amato, 57%. Tom O'Brien, 53%. Dave Dorans won 58%. Okay. I can. Okay, you're right. I completely you, forgot you about that. You've persuaded me. You've persuaded me. Um, UNC's put some guys in the pros. Like I said, I forgot about Mitch Trubisky. That's fair. Texas says makes it practically a home game for those NC schools. Well, now, wait a second. When you're talking about basketball, and I am shocked, to be honest with you, that I see that the championship is going to be at those places because they seemingly were adamant. I was kind of mad, frankly. I like going there. It's more comfortable to go there but just as a report, as a guy who's covering it. But you are right. You're right about that. And the coaches felt that way. That's why the um, – the uh, guy like Beheim was livid because when, they, but you know, you know, coaches like to protect their fair advantage, as Weeb Eubank once said, the guy of the Jets. I love that line. I just want to make sure I get my fair advantage. <laughs> fair advantage. Yes. that's good. Because you know, when you go play in the Garden, it's like a home game for Syracuse or for for UConn. So yeah, when they play Duke and Carolina down there, you're right, Texter. It is, but I don't. I'm not entirely sure what the motivation would be from just a business standpoint, because I'm not even sure who's going to be in the league going forward. I don't know, but they are going to be there. A lot of championships in North Kakalaki. Uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow, either here or from Cincinnati. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling.